it's time to raise the roof for our 58th episode. Uh, hi, everyone. Thanks so much for tuning in. I am, I don't want to see your host, but I guess I can say it. I'm your host, Alex Murphy. With me, we have the entire Raise the Roof podcast team. The four horsemen, women, uh, I don't the know, four the, four, the four horse I people. I like that one. <laughs> Welcome everyone to the pod. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we are. We could call ourselves the stable. Yeah. Why not? The pod stable. That. The pod stable. Yeah. Yeah. The pod stable. But welcome everyone to the pod. On today's episode, we are going to be recapping the Rangers series, previewing the Nat series with a special guest, a good friend of mine, talking about some other things that are going on in the world of baseball. Quickly, if y'all don't follow what we're doing here at Raise the Roof, social media, Raise the Roof TV, website, Raise the Roof and this podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, make sure to subscribe, share this with your friends, leave us a review, all that good stuff. Before we go into the Rangers series, however, Gibby, what is happening currently in the world of college baseball that would be pertinent to you? Well, USF, incredible, incredible athletic institution, always has <laughs> these runs every now and then with certain sports teams. And this is the case for them um, this year. The farthest they've ever been first super regional ever they were able to defeat south alabama in the second game that was like the sudden death game so you it, it was go home it was winner go home because the first game got kind of like rained out and then they played it on the second day and it was kind of like whatever they're gonna lose that one anyway but they come out in the second game they, they were actually down they fight back and they they fend off south alabama south alabama had a really good run there too I, I don't I don't discredit them at all. Um, that's a hard bracket, especially. I think they eliminated um, UF like permanently. So yeah, they <laughs> just uh, deleted our whole baseball yeah. <laughs> They won by like eighteen runs, didn't they? I mean, yeah, I mean, was, I mean yeah, that's pretty much grounds for deletion. It was murder. It was murder. It was, Sorry yeah. about that, but capital. They just erased. We don't have a baseball team. Capital punishment is yeah, but now now they go on to face the the. Longhorns, it's it's bowl on bowl action. It's a bull fight. It's a bull. Um, yeah, and that's that's about it. I'm I'm excited as a USF fan. It, it it's you like this yeah, is a USF yeah. podcast. This, this is, is a USF, USF podcast. podcast. It's a Shohei Otani podcast yeah. and it's a race podcast. And it's a Fernando oh, Tatis Jr. podcast. Don't get it yeah. twisted. But yeah, a shout out to USF for super regional in program history. Like I said, if you couldn't tell, the other two schools of which are represented here, Maryland and Florida. Both lost, unfortunately. Maryland lost in the regional final to East Carolina last night. Great showing by the let's boys. Let's go AAC first off. No, let's not, not go AAC in the case of East Carolina. <laughs> yeah, because the they're not in, it in baseball. <laughs> are they not in it? Are they not in? I thought they weren't in it in baseball. I'm pretty sure they're. I'm pretty no, sure East Carolina is in it in baseball. Yeah, they are. But <laughs> I'm I'm disappointed. I'm disappointed because I thought Maryland. Uh, man, I was really excited. I was happy for my boy Max though. Three home runs in the in the regionals. My guy, I love Max. Good stuff for him. It, it's crazy though the fact that USF is now in their first super regional. Yeah, wait, but horns <laughs> up for USF, but horns down for Texas. Yeah, it's <laughs> like it's it's kind of weird here. I was thinking them. about tweeting horns down on the Twitter account. Yeah. Oh and no, I was no, like, no. and I was like, wait, that. the USF fans. Yeah, I was, I was like, a sticky there's a, situation. Sticky. Yeah, I was like, there's a conflict of interest here, considering that both teams are 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 bovine related. So and it creates. You know what's a crazy? I think USF might be the only Florida team left in the tournament. Like. Out of all the Florida teams that made well, it, Miami. Well, out. how many teams? Yeah, I was gonna say Miami and Florida were both out, but who were the other teams that were in it? Other than Florida State. Florida State was in it. Florida State's out. Um, let me find the tweet. It was very funny. 
I was like, this is tragic. USF but, is elite. Yeah. It's posted um, also, on the College World Series baseball Twitter. Quick shout out to James Madison, who did not get Dude. into the College World Series final. Um, Odyssey Alexander's a goat. Dude, she's she's her. a beast. She's so good. Um, yeah, but unfortunately, James Madison. First unseeded team to win the first two games of the College World Series beat Oklahoma and Oklahoma State. So yeah, that was a they might have they might have upped uh, US USF there with their little run. So yeah, slightly, game, slightly yeah. considering the fact that they made the World Series and were one game away from getting to the World Series final. <laughs> and the first slightly. unseeded team to win two games. That's that's pretty yeah. impressive. Pretty impressive. Yeah, but USF's not done yet. I will also say while I'm looking for this, um, Tim Elko. I don't know if you guys have heard his story. But he is a Tampa kid. He plays for Ole Miss Rebels. I went to middle school with him. He's a great guy. He tore his ACL um, in like April or something like that. And he's back playing and he is carrying that team so hard. He had a grand slam and then another home run today. Yeah. So just did, shout did out they to win him today? Being awesome. I saw they were up six to five. Did they win? I they were they were up like did. twelve to eight or something like that later in the game. Oh really? I, yeah, I, I, I saw think, like, I'm pretty sure they won. I saw I in like the sixth or seventh inning. So maybe later they piled on yeah. some runs. They're good. They should have won. Ole Miss is good. Yeah. So really happy for him. Tampa kid, great dude. So good luck to Ole Miss. Of course, until they meet USF but. and lose. <laughs> we're writing this all down on paper. Trust me. I'm trying to find the score of Nebraska Arkansas. If, if Nebraska pulled the upset and beat Arkansas. No, 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 no. Wait, 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 wait. Hold up here. Nebraska's winning 2-1 over Arkansas right now in the nice. fifth inning. No is, shot. Is, is Nebraska <laughs> in the Big Ten for baseball? They are. Nice. We need some Big Ten representation. It's not that I want to see Arkansas fail because, like, go SEC and all. But, like, no. I love an underdog story. And since Florida's out, I'm just on a war path. So... I didn't find the tweet, but I figured out the teams. Okay. So it's Florida State, Florida Jacksonville, State. Um, Miami, Florida, USF. I think that's it. Shout out to the Bulls. Yeah. Shout, out Shout, to the Shout Bulls. out to the Bulls. We love it. Shout All out. right. Well, Horns up. run with them. Well, well, this concludes our college baseball update. I'm sure we'll probably talk about it in just a little bit uh, in our next episode because the tournament will continue to go on. But we have a series to recap. And my goodness, I didn't think this series was going to end in a dub. Not going to lie. It's quite a oh, boring game. Oh, ye of little faith. It's, it's quite a it's boring game until, what, the seventh <laughs> inning or something. But I like the fight we showed on Friday, though. We looked – it was just this, like – it was one of those series where our offense kind of was sluggish the whole series, even though we scored, what, like seven – I guess I think 14 runs. But, um, it, I mean – I don't the the podcast that we were recording before that game. We were talking about Brandon Lau, and he he hits the two run home run, which good for him. He loves that stadium, I think. But that last at bat in the game, he lets the fastball go right down the middle to make it o two, and then he swings at a fastball way out of the zone. It's just like what what are you doing there with runners on first and third down one? But um, we bounced back really nicely on Saturday. Rich Hill had another dominant performance. Five innings was kind of weird. He was only let like 57 pitches through five innings, but our bullpen was rested and we have two off days this week. So I'm not worried about that. And then good come from behind win yesterday. Yandi, finally. It's about yes. damn time. Our Lord and Savior, Absolute, Yandi Diaz. Was absolute smoke. Windy. But yeah, finally. I mean, also Pete good. Fairbanks with the hit. catch in the stair. Oh, that, that was, was great. That, that was, was great. That dude is one of my favorite players. I love He's hilarious. 
So Bree, what were your what were your thoughts of the series? Um, first game, I forgot all about it. No idea what happened. Fleming started. That's who it was. Yeah, not Fleming, his Fleming, best not outing. Job. Not a good start. Yeah, I mean that's fine. The Rangers, I don't know what it is. They like if we were in a bubble and it was just us playing the Rangers and I didn't know what their record was or anything, I would think they were like a first place team, to be honest with you. So that's just how they play us. Kyle Gibson (laughs) goaded. Yeah. Reason to do nothing until he was off. The Gibson, the Gibson lineage is, 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 is succeeding in ways we never thought was possible. (laughs) Yeah. Um, second game, Rich Hill good again. Um, that's pretty much all there is with that one. The bullpen was also locked down, so that was pretty good to see. Bullpen uh, knocked it out of the park yesterday. Yeah, and then I Sunday. Mean, and the bullpen on Saturday, was just, yeah. Yeah, Sunday, the bull, bullpen game um, wasn't even like an opener situation. Walker pitched like 2.2, maybe. I thought he pitched three. Did he Did he not get through a full I th- three? I don't no, think he got. 2.2. No, okay. yeah, it was 2.2. And he wasn't in trouble, I don't think, in that inning. He just, they were just like, pitches, all right, get out of here. But um, Walker looked really good. He the first inning he gave up like a couple hits and a walk or something. But after that he really settled in, um, looked good. And one thing about Walker that I thought was really interesting was he was getting a lot of even the hits. They were ground balls. They weren't like a lot of his contact in the past has been like deep flies. Where every time off the off the bat you're like, oh my god, is that gone? But this time he had a lot of ground balls, which I think could be huge for him. So. That's pretty cool. Um, contact hitters. Yeah. So uh, bullpen looked good. Offense, I don't know what it is. They just didn't show up until like the seventh inning, but they showed up. They showed up big. So that's fine. All that matters. Um, Glass now. Our previous podcast, the probable for the Sunday game was Glass now. But because we have um, an off day, we're recording this Monday. Off day today, and then an off day after the series with the Nats, I believe. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's so weird that we have days. two off days in a row, or I mean, I mean, like two off days in the same week. Yeah, it's weird. It's what but happens when you play these weird, like two interleague. Interleague. Yeah. They yeah. had something like that at the start of the 2020 season, if I'm not mistaken, uh, right? It was it was the Braves, wasn't it? When we played the Braves at home, I think we had like two off days yeah, at the weird. beginning of the end of that. Yeah. Yeah, but either way, um, Cash thought it was a good spot to manage Glasnow's kind of innings, give him some extra time. He was on track, I think I saw, to pitch 211 innings this year, and he hasn't pitched I did over. See that, yeah. He hasn't gotten near 200 really, so I think. Did he get over 100 at one point? He's been over 100, yeah, yeah, but he hasn't been anywhere near 200. And I think it's kind of the same thing with not letting Hill go any deeper. It was just kind of it was a spot where. The bullpen was good. We could manage Hill's innings because he is older. He is, you know, just because of his age, he is, you know, somewhat injury prone. So manage his innings. He's doing good. You know, let the bullpen go out there, get some work in. So, yeah, I thought it was a well-managed series. I thought bullpen was awesome. The only real blemish was, you know, kind of Fleming's issues and then the offense before those seven innings. And I I'm keep rambling, but Austin Meadows. The freaking he did great by the way. I'm not here to trash on probably our best offensive player right now, but there was one swing he had. The... Yes, I know exactly <laughs> oh, what you're he, talking about. Wait, he talking about the eighth in, inning in of, the eighth um... inning yesterday. They, yeah, I... up two zero, 
and the dude was out of the zone like for the last two batters too he that was not that throwing what are you doing? anywhere near the zone yeah <laughs> i'm pretty sure the bases were loaded and the pitch and that he hit was nowhere near the zone either i don't yeah. even know how he hit that he finally the, swung two inside pitch. pitches and then swung at another pitch that was it as had inside to be not more. at least six inches inside like it was almost on him and he swung he hit it it was a foul out and i was like okay I thought Austin, we were gonna lose buddy that. That's amazing. I did too. Because it was 1-0. I think Yandy was up after him and Yandy walked. It might have sure. And Taylor Walls came up and he got the hit. Yeah. Shout out Taylor Walls, by the way. That was a big hit. I was about to say, dude. Quite discipline. If these guys can talk. Speaking of Meadows, I don't know if you guys uh, realize this, but he is number one. He is tied for first in the league with with, uh, Rafael Devers, right? Yep. At 48, and Vlad is one behind him with 47. Oh, wow. Vlad is an elite. Get out of here. Gibby, what are your thoughts? Oh uh, yeah, Rich Hill, good, good job. Taylor Walls produced all series. I mean, I think everything else was basically elaborated on, in my opinion. And, and Brett Phillips, with, even though we lost with another big hit, at, yeah, at Texas, yeah, he loves hitting in that ballpark. Let me tell I you. Remember last week when I was like, "What? What are the odds Brett gets another walk off?" And it was like, "Oh, they can't because they're the away team." Um, <laughs> He almost that was about as close as you could have gotten. Yeah, the closest he could have gotten, he did it. Yeah, pretty, pretty. He listened. He listened. He listened. He did. That's the most important thing. He tried. He tried for me. It it, it was a good. That's why I appreciate. It was a good series, though. I, you know, I didn't think it was going to be good to start because of that game, and then I didn't think yesterday's game was going to go great because it's probably one of the most boring baseball games I've ever experienced. Uh, But luckily, they managed to pull out the win in the end. Uh, shout out to Yandy for the first home run. Uh, pitching looked really good. Rich Hill has been better than advertised. My goodness, I'm so happy that he's made me, uh, you know, made made me look like a fool for doubting him in the early. Forty one years young. Forty one years young. I wish that's insane. Really? What? No, no. I mean, like when I'm forty one. <laughs> I was like, dang, you want to be 41? I mean, okay. No, I don't want to be 41. So, I mean, wait, like, when, when I get is 41, he wants like a how much? Yeah, guys. So, what's Rich Hill's ERA? What's Rich Hill's ERA? 305. Zero. Yeah, yeah. So, when you're listening to this in 19 years, <laughs> we'll go back. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, before we go into talking about the Nat series, I mentioned it previously. For those that don't listen to the Chris Rose rotation uh, through John Boy Media, uh, you guys should definitely listen to the Chris Rose rotation because it's fantastic. And Tyler Glasnow's on it. And Glasnow's turn on the rotation was today. And who else did he have on but our 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 boy, our our long gone hero, Willie Adamas, who has not so uh, long gone here. Lot, not yeah. so long gone. <laughs> but he's like helping. It feels like a lifetime. Uh, he, he's he's definitely revitalized the Brewers. I think they're like eleven and three since he since he joined the roster. But he came on. Uh, my goodness, he is. I love that man. I miss I miss him so much. I love. I miss Taylor, him but... so much. I miss him so much. But but it had to happen. It was oh, really it was crazy. it was strictly business. It made to- it made a ton of sense. But just missed the guy. And yeah, what what a locker room guy. I mean, he turned around the Brewers like so fast. He had like a G he had like a G Man Choi like effect on the Brewers. Like when G Man Choi came back to the race. That's true. Yeah. And honestly, like it's one of those things where I'm like, I knew it was gonna happen. It's fine that it happened. I was expecting it to. It still hurts, but um I like he's not one of those guys where it's like, yeah, after he left, I'm pissed that he's better. Like it's one of those things where I'm like, yeah. I'm really happy that he's doing really well. 
like I look at the Milwaukee. box score for like Milwaukee and hope to see he has a couple hits. And usually I don't really do that yeah. in terms of like you're like because I, I don't want him to do well. Like I want him to do well, but usually I don't want team like players to do well because it's like whoa, what the hell, man? You weren't doing this for our, our team, but this is true. Also, shout out to Tyler Glass now for probably being much smarter than a lot of people think. I've um, been saying this forever dude, and no one was, believed me. He was, playing, IQ. he was playing chess in the middle of New York, just like it was no one's business. And he's like a 1300 level chess player, which is in like, I don't even know how good that is, but like, that just sounds insane for a guy who just casually plays chess to be that good at it. He, he plays chess on the mountain. So of course, you know, he's going to be, he's going to be playing chess in a it's, chess really it's good. Just, it, he's so smart. He's so yeah. ridiculously he really, smart. Really, really smart. Yeah. I mean, you just see it in the podcast, the dude. So easy so to talk well to. So well-spoken. Right? Well he spoken. asks great questions to the other guests. I don't know. He's just... God, he's a, a man made for <laughs> No, TV, no, I we think. can't give him up. We can't give him up. We can't give him up. <laughs> I know. I want to give him up. Lifetime race player, please. Also, I hope that he doesn't bring Lau on because as much as I love Brandon to death, Brandon he's not gonna bring that on I, I don't think Brandon likes doing interviews to oh, be honest because he came on after the World Series and was like just yeah. didn't seem like he wanted to be there yeah I saw that too <laughs> at, the, at the Maryland one right uh did, did you go to that one yeah oh, oh yeah no I went to that one but I mean yeah like, with, Col- with Colorado mean, too yeah yeah I mean like the one where he the one where he got interviewed after um he hit the two more home runs in the World Series he just like didn't look like he wanted to be there, and I was uh, like, "Dude, you're on SVP. Like, like, like this he is wants dad. To be with the boys. He wants to be with the boys. He doesn't want to talk yes. with those, those guys. He wants to be with the boys. He wants to go hang out with Madison at their at their at their very, at their new house, very which fine is a established bakery. No, no, I was gonna say their house because their house is crazy oh, yeah. big. Yeah, their Good, house. Nice. They have a bourbon room. Too. Nice. A bourbon room. That's sick. You know when you're are, are they? They're in, They're definitely in like Tennessee. Then they're living in Tennessee. Yeah, they're in Tennessee. Yeah, I was gonna say you know you're in Tennessee when yeah. bourbon when room. Brandon is only ten UC. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think about that. One. It was yes, good. Sir. <laughs> All right. Well, um, do y'all got anything else about this before we go ahead head to a quick break? Anything else? All right. Well. Uh, stick around, everyone. We're going to be talking about the Nat series with a special guest on this newest episode of Raise the Roof. And we're back on this latest episode of Raise the Roof. Uh, with us, uh, we are going to be talking about the, uh, I guess, previewing the Washington National Series. Um, uh, among some other things, we have a special guest on with us, a really, really good friend of mine. Um, uh, I don't know if I want to say classmate, but just really, really good friend of mine when we were both at the University of Maryland. Uh, Andy Koska. Andy currently covers the Nats, among other teams, for the Washington Times uh, on their sports desk. Um, so, Andy, thank you so much for taking the time to come on. Uh, welcome, welcome to the pod. How are you doing? Oh, of course. Thanks for having me, man. I'm doing well. Uh, hanging in there. That's that's the only thing we can do. And and it's if really... we ever do, and if we ever decide to put this on video, Andy is currently wearing a Padre shirt. So <laughs> that means he loves Fernando Tatis Jr. as much as all of us. He's just uh, ruined, ruined my journalistic credibility at this very <laughs> moment. But admirer of good players, but here we are. Hey, it's fine. We we all have random baseball. I, I'm sure Jeff Passan has a bunch of baseball. Uh, I'm sure it's a be. bunch of random teams. So you're fine. <laughs> it's, it's I was wearing Passan. a G-Man Choice shirt the other day. Yeah, so. exactly, exactly. If Jeff Passan can wear a G-Man Choice shirt, then you're definitely not. <laughs> your your journalistic integrity also, how do, is fine. How does one get one of those shirts? Is that like? On the team store because that thing is sick. <laughs> I don't, I don't Wait, know which one. The G Man Toy shirt. I don't know. What do you want me to do? Uh, I, don't, I don't work for the G Man Toy <laughs> shirt. See or like the jersey? No, no. I think 
I don't know where. No, maybe that's on like Breaking Tea. Oh, gotcha. Because there's a bunch of ones on Breaking Tea. Who oh, knows? Saturdays for the choice. No, that no, that one's on Barstool. Oh. Thing. But uh, regardless, so we we do have a series coming up. Obviously, we get, we got an off day today. Uh, the Nats are coming to the trap for I believe it's a two game series, right? Right. Yes. And then and then they're going to DC for another two game series later in the season. So Andy, uh, you've you've been watching this team kind of pan out and kind of shape you know, but be, you know, gel into something this season. I don't really know what that something is, but how would you describe what the Nats have been so far in 2021? Yeah, they've gelled into sort of a, a loose uh, <laughs> a loose version of their 2019 self. Uh, maybe, maybe, I guess the first like 50 games of the 2019, this is kind of what they look like. Um, they're a team that like when general manager Mike Rizzo made this roster, they were kind of uh, decided that they're going to pitch really well and they're going to have, enough pop in their bats that they're going to hit, you know, the home runs that are going to, you're going to win four, two ball games, you know, pretty much every night. That was the kind of the plan, at least on paper that it looked like it hasn't really turned out that way because the pitching hasn't been like the most stable thing, you know, which is, I guess, unusual with a staff that is at least on paper as good as the national staff is. And then you look at the lineup for the Nats and it's just, it's been, it's been pretty cold besides Trey Turner and Juan Soto of late, even Soto had had his kind of issues, but, yeah, I mean they're struggling big time. Like it's, I think it's emblematic mostly of they have like a 250 batting average, you know, top five in the league, whatever it is. But then when you look at runners in scoring position, that average drops to like 234. They're 21st. If you look at with bases loaded, they're at I think 151 now, which is last place in the in the, in the majors. And it's just that the clutch gene isn't really there. In the last two weeks, they've scored six runs, six or more runs, two times in the last two weeks. So mm-hmm. they're you know a very low scoring ball club. And when you have Max Scherzer on the mound, that's okay. And, and it like it works out most of the time. Uh, most of the time because it hasn't worked out every time. Uh, but when you have a bullpen game like Sunday against the Phillies, for instance, and the Nats give up 12 runs, it's like, yeah, there's, there's no chance, even though they scored six. Um, so it really, the team is kind of boiled down into, um, they, they, they seem to be a little Jekyll and Hyde in different moments. Pitching can be great. Then they can't hit, uh, pitching, you know, kind of flounders for a night and then they, they can't hit, but they can't keep up because the pitching floundered. So they need to kind of put the thing together if this is going to go anywhere. There's a lot of time. And, and the Nats are they, they benefit from being in a National League East that's, you know, not the greatest division this year. So they, they have time technically, but it is not uh, you know, it's it's it looking more like the 2020 wasn't was not an anomaly, which I think a lot of fans I think thought 2020 was an anomaly, but mm-hmm. I don't think it was. It makes a lot of sense. Um, I do want to mention because because we did talk about Sunday's game, uh, there was something interesting that happened with with Sunday's game the series finale against the Phillies and you obviously watched it as it unfolded but for those that didn't see what happened I, th- I think it was in the eighth inning I think Trey Turner was up uh Correct. he he swung and missed at a pitch or something like that and then right after it a cable snapped and part of the part of the netting behind the backstop fell and it caused like a 20 minute delay and it was probably one of the funniest things I think I've ever seen also weirdest things I've ever seen in a baseball game because I've never seen a net collapse so that was just a whole new experience. But Andy, how was that like trying to cover it? You know, it was so funny. You say something weird happened in that game. I think like 15 weird things happened in that game. You know, it goes from, 
15 is an exaggeration, but there are like at least four things. Like you go first inning, the the home plate umpire gets ill after he's hitting the in the mask and runs, you know, runs off the field and pukes in the dugout. Like that's that's weird. Like even that by itself is like, okay, that's that's a weird start to this game. Mm-hmm. Third inning, then you know, Austin Voth gets hit in the face with a pitch, breaks his nose. Uh seventh or fourth inning, the Phillies score seven runs, like just a lot of weird stuff. And then just to top it all off, uh, you have the weirdest thing that, that could have happened in the netting falls which was just <laughs> immense like it's it, it personifies baseball so perfectly that it's you never know what's going to happen at the ballpark and that was the greatest example of that um where i did not have that on a bingo card you know of, of things that could happen <laughs> on sunday at the, at the park like the netting fell but it was hilarious to watch the grounds crew run onto the field and you know they, they helped this cameraman that was trapped in the uh in the camera well escape and then uh they tried to figure out you know how, how to like jerry-rig this you know net back in place so they can play the final two i guess it was like what one and a third innings at that point so they could play like the final one and a third inning um you know that was pretty that was pretty interesting just how they went about it they did a pretty good job i mean a lot of rope a lot of creativity um they first like it looked like i think i tweeted something about like it looked like an elementary school like tug of war that's basically what they were doing with with it on the field trying to pull this thing up you know to get it to the height they tried to attach it to the four-wheeler that the 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 gator they had that didn't work i thought that the trunk would fall off the gator that would have been even better if it did uh unfortunately they stopped before that happened then they just like ran it up the aisle like they just ran up the aisle in the the stairs of the uh the stands Pulling this thing like, does not cease to amaze me. I it truly, it, it was, it was, I think, better teamwork than either the Nationals or Phillies had that entire game. <laughs> it's just yeah. this the amount, like this ground screw coming out and and pulling this thing, willing it to, to raise and then tying it to a handrail. And I was just waiting for like any foul ball to hit the net and just like the entire rope to snap would be just even funnier. But you know, I guess luckily that did not happen. <laughs> but it, it was, it was pretty immense uh, just seeing that. And I've never seen that a game. Martinez has never seen that a game. You know, nobody has seen that. But yeah, that's that was that was crazy. And it just was one crazy thing at the end of a 12-6 loss for the Nationals, but it gave them something to laugh about, I guess. And okay. it was and it was a four and a half hour game, which was even that was oh my goodness. It could <laughs> not have gone longer. Like just oh the 39 minute fourth inning, the, the half inning was I was practically like I was falling asleep and I was like, I'm covering this. Like, come on, let's get this pace movement. It was, yeah, it was, it was. It was tough, um, tough, tough pace of that game. Well, did you guys uh, did any did any of you guys see that happen? I know we tweeted about it, but like, did you guys yeah, watch I, the video? I, I, of saw, it? I saw the tweet. It was it was a funny <laughs> little baseball moment. Baseball. I, I didn't know those things could fall down so easily. Like, we got to <laughs> check those. You got to check all those now. I feel like like that's that's dangerous. Well, the funny thing is they put all those up obviously to protect the fans, and then when it collapses, yeah. it's like it's oh, pretty shit, ironic. I didn't... Yeah, now it's a yeah, danger. <laughs> <laughs> kind of backfired on us there but yeah <laughs> unbelievable yeah that's true Fix how you mlb <laughs> it's all manfred's fault let me tell manfred. you it's just it starts oh from God. the top <laughs> but uh how are you feeling about this series coming in uh well what glasnow is on the mound uh on, on tuesday night I don't know. He's he's probably going to have his way with uh with this lineup <laughs> for the Nats. To be honest, <laughs> uh, you know it's you never know what the Nats are totally going to look like. But if you roll the dice, most of the time it's going to land on a side that is you know not enough run support, decent starting pitching for like four innings, and then you know 
give up a couple of runs in the in the fifth or sixth, and then the bullpen gives up an insurance run late. It is usually how it how it goes. At least it's what it it's what it has looked like for the last month. So yeah, I, I would I would say the Rays have a pretty good shot. Although I have been so wrong before, and I will probably be wrong again now that I've said it on a yeah. podcast. But you know. Um, I will say the one thing the Nats have going for them, at least in the Glassnow game, is that the Rays don't like to score for Mr. Glassnow. So we'll see. The Nats might have that on their side. But yeah. Um, what yeah. is Ga- is Scherzer in this series? He's no, not. No. It's uh, it's John Lester on Tuesday and Patrick Corbin on Wednesday. I think I believe I'm correct. He's um, got Corbin avoiding that. Yeah, Corbin yeah, has not and, been doing. Doesn't he have like a? Does he have like a five ERA above that? He's he's up in the he's up in the sixes at this point. Um, yeah, he has. Um, you know, it's it's been funny the whole Corbin case. Well, you can say this about a lot of people in the in the, in the Nats rotation because you look at. I guess we're just talking about the rotation now. Why not? Uh, yeah. You know, <laughs> you you figure like Scherzer's kind of doing his thing. Like that that's expected. Yeah, I, I, that, I, I, no surprise there. But you look at uh, the people behind him that were going to carry this load and make this you know such a dominant rotation again. Uh, Strasburg, he's in, he's on the injury list for the second time this season. Just you never know a Strasburg when he gets on the injury list. Like they might say it's minor, but you never know. I mean, it could be anything. Corbin has kind of he has not looked like the Nationals thought he would look at this point. Just has been you know he's he's shown it at times. His slider has looked really good at some moments, and then you know at others he's leaving it kind of hanging. So we'll see what what, what Corbin looks like. Uh, lately, he's been. A little bit, a little bit more uh, stable lately. Uh, early the season was, was pretty shaky. John Lester, I mean, missed like the first month of the season because he was on the COVID list. So you know, you don't, you know, he, and he's not going to go more than like two times through a through a lineup at this stage. So you're not getting length with with uh, Lester, which you know, luckily for the for the Nationals, they had an off day before this because they they went through seven arms on Sunday so they had quite a quite a taxing day uh, so they should be able to, to carry you know Lester if he only goes four or five which he, he might only go that that long uh, then the fifth starter has been you know actually surprisingly okay considering that that is like the most terrifying thing I think going into the season was like who the hell's the fifth starter uh, like it is every year but Joe Ross has been has been pretty decent lately uh, except for his last start wasn't so decent but you know overall like on the whole he's been pretty good uh before that eric fetty you know was in fill-in duty phenomenally well for uh when strasburg was out the first time and lester was out the first time he filled in really well and looked great uh the issue with fetty of course is that he's he's now working back from a trip on the COVID list himself so he's out of the equation uh both who was really looking good out of the pen as a long reliever and another option as a starter if you kind of needed him like the nationals did on sunday now he's a broken nose so you have some injuries there uh you know three three potential starters if you want to count fetty and, and both who are really in the, in the bullpen most of the time mm-hmm. they're they're out now fetty probably is back pretty soon though uh strasburg out you never know what his time table was like so the, the rotation has not looked anywhere near as steady as, as i think most people thought it would which is is not a great great place for this team to be because that's the thing that it's built around. This is a team though that did with kind of like this team that they had last year was able to. I think they were the only team last year. If I'm, if I, I don't know, if yep. I'm correct about this. Don't that, remind that had me. A, had had a series win against the Rays. So I mean they've done pretty good, pretty good against the Rays. I mean we've played we played them earlier this season already. I think uh, did we win both of those games? No, the Rays we, we haven't played yet. Oh, yeah, we have not played yet. No, <laughs> never mind. So yeah, that would be the this would be the first matchup of this season. So I mean it could it could go for for the Nationals. I, I they they got the hitting. You know that's that's for sure. 
that that's that's not lacking but you know the pitching you got the holes with all the injuries that um andy was talking about you know and some guys aren't performing as good as they have or were expected to so it should be exciting honestly yeah how are you how would you describe how how us how soto has done this season obviously um you talked about that slump that he had the start of the year and I feel like he's kind of, I wouldn't say regress back to the norm because regressing back to the norm is going in a positive direction. doesn't make any sense, but how would you kind of describe how he's looked so far? Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, the, the whole talk this off season really built Soto up, which I, I don't think like it, it did anything like Soto does not listen to that stuff at all. Uh, he, he's, you know, blocks it out, whatever, but he did not look like the next coming of, you know, whomever you want to say, like, I, I guess you, there, there are a lot of like pretty high profile comparisons, comparisons, for Soto, didn't really start the season off that well. He went, what? How many home runs does he have? Seven. Yeah, but three of those have been in the past like four games. <laughs> so, you know, he went for a while. I know he went like two weeks without a home run. Like just his his power. You know, he was grounded. He was hitting the ball into the dirt just a tremendous amount. Um, his launch angle in twenty. Let me see if I can get this right off the top of my head. His in twenty nineteen, his launch angle was like thirteen degrees in 2020 his launch angle was something like 6.8 or something that's when he was phenomenal in 2020 that 60 game season this year it was down last time i checked it was down like at four degrees or so uh just a lot of a lot of hard balls into the dirt um the shift against him hasn't been very kind but a big consideration too is that a lot of guys around him have not been hitting well you know so he has like if you you think about like he has walked he's been intentionally walked five times and has 35 walks already this season like he like pitchers are not going to give him great stuff to hit if they don't have to face him and for a lot of the season you know you can put Trey Turner behind him but you know then who's lead off uh you can you can you can kind of move like Bell and Schwarber behind him but for a lot of the season they have not been hitting so there wasn't like a guy protecting uh Soto that that kind of made it so that pitchers could be really selective and they didn't have to worry so much now you're seeing a little bit more where Bell and Schwarber are hitting a little bit better behind him, uh, which is helping, I think, Soto a little bit. Uh, I also think maybe uh, the, the chance at uh, Truist Park uh, last last week, they, they chanted uh, overrated to Soto, which they love doing. Um, <laughs> they did that to Harper, too. Everyone everyone likes to do that. But he went in he went in that series kind of slumping, and then he went out of it on fire, and he's been pretty good the last you know, couple games. Um, but, yeah, it's been a mixed bag for Soto. Um, you expect it to, to level out and like leveling out for Soto is if that's hitting 300, like that's pretty, it's pretty good <laughs> if you're leveling, leveling, leveling out to that level. But yeah, he has not been anywhere near like, I guess the level that some people thought he would be at or imagined he would be at at this point. Again, like he, he spent some time on the injury list too. Uh, he was kind of getting his feel back after coming back. Finally, I think he has it where he is kind of back to that level. We'll see if his, his batting average kind of rises. I think he's at like 278 right now. But it'll be interesting to see just how he kind of goes into this into this matchup because he's been hot the past couple of days, you know, past seven days, I'd say. And, you know, that could be the that could be the kind of turn in the corner. Uh, it all started with he, he mentioned how it was a, against Atlanta. He hit a home run that game, a two run shot his first in two weeks. But it wasn't the home run that it, like when after the game, when he talked about it, it wasn't the home run that he was most proud of. It was this opposite field uh, RBI single where he just drives this ball to left. And I think that goes a lot to say, like, you know, what his priorities are. Like, he really wants to get, you know, up the middle the other way. That's kind of what he wants to do with the ball. And if he can kind of stay the other way and, and, and enforce people not to play and pull and things like that, you're going to see a lot. You're going to see Soto lock in if he can hit the other way. And he's now hit, I think, all of his 
his last three home runs have all been to the left center field, I'm pretty sure. So that's a good sign. Like it's a phenomenal sign for the Nats if, if he's hitting the ball the opposite way. So we'll see. Speaking of Scherzer, what do you think his future is? And like if he gets traded, where do you think is a potential landing spot for him? Yeah, that's a phenomenal question. And I don't have an idea. Because <laughs> he's, he's a free agent in this yeah, offseason, right? Oh, yeah. Exactly. You, you are absolutely correct. That's a huge thing. And, and, and what, Scherzer is 35, 36 now. And, and there's been a trend in, in baseball where like the 35-year-old Mark suddenly like is almost untouchable in free agency where you don't want to, you don't want to get a guy like that. That's over that, that age, um, especially on, on a long-term. Yeah. Especially on a long-term contract though. Like you don't want that. So it'll be, first off, it'll be really interesting to see if the Nats bring, bring him back or try to, I would be pretty shocked if the nationals didn't at least try to bring Scherzer back. They might not offer the, the money or the length that he's really after at this point. I don't, I don't know what he's after. I'm not going to pretend like I am inside his head, but um, I would be surprised if the Nationals didn't try. But if if they don't, you know, you have to think that Scherzer is the kind of pitcher that bucks the trend of, oh, we don't want an, an aging starter just because it seems like, you know, throughout his career, he's he's adapted so much that, you know, he, he might not have the velocity he does, but, you know, that, that cutter is great or, you know, whatever it is that, that he can still get it done and, and he can bait people with his with his curve and things like that. And he's throwing the fastball less and, and throwing the cutter more, throwing, throwing more off-speed pitches. Like the, the, fact, the fact that he's been being able to throw the slider to left-handed batters has been a huge addition since he joined the Nationals. I mean, you just look at you know how frequently he throws it against lefties compared to when, when he was with the Tigers, he hardly ever did it. So that's been like, he's adapted throughout his entire career. And I, I know he's very able to adapt still. So I have no doubt that, you know, he should get a decently long-term, I'm not talking about like seven years here, like that's not plausible, but, you know, a couple years somewhere to, to finish his career if it's not the Nationals. Uh, your, your other point is if he's traded, Part of me feels like I, I completely understand like why you ask. And I have thought about it multiple times, even just in like the past week of like, if the nationals are out of it at the all-star break, like you have to, you have to deal pieces, correct? Like you have to do, you, you can't be a, you sell. you're obviously not a, you're not a buyer and, and you're an aging team that has, you know, a pretty thin minor league system. You need to sell basically. But I just wonder, really, really wonder like what would the fan base respond to the national selling Scherzer off just because he has been, if you look at just what he's done for this organization that before he really got here, it was pretty abysmal. I think you can, you can give Jason worth a lot of credit as well. Steven Strasburg, a lot of credit, obviously. Uh, but, but Scherzer is right in that mix of he, he's been a huge part of why this franchise is now expected to, to go to the postseason and not, you know, just like sit at the bottom of the NL East and, and, and have the Phillies fill the fill the Nationals Park with traveling fans every single game. You know that's 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 not really what it what it is anymore. You think the fans would be would would almost riot? That <laughs> you don't do that in America. Only only in England for soccer matches. But uh, <laughs> the fans would be pretty would be pretty pissed if, if Scherzer was traded off. Uh, as for like best fits, like it's weird to say, but you kind of look like, look at the Yankees and, and you think like like they're 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 always buyers and and they they need. They, they might need a starting pitcher. Lubergan. Do they Scherzer, really? Could do. No, I they, mean, they, they, like, they I mean, We don't need them to get another guy. I mean, for, from a race perspective, we don't want him, them to get it. But yeah. since Lubergan's <laughs> out for basically the whole regular season, almost, that complete, that totally makes sense if they go out and trade for him. God damn yeah, it. Now, I think, now I'm thinking about that. No, I think like Yankees would probably be, be the best fit, just in terms of also like what they could give back, like what, could, what they could sell. Thinking off the top of my head, though, I don't know if I think I don't know if I can think of another one that would really be a buyer. 
I don't know, maybe the Giants would want somebody, you know, because they're, they're now suddenly leading that division. Maybe they want to bolster in a, in, a, in a fight. I don't know. But the Yankees would be the most, I don't know, to me, that's the most obvious. So, but yeah, no, it's, it's an interesting conundrum for the, for the Nationals to be in. And if they're out of it by the All-Star break, like you're going to think that changes are going to happen, be it, I don't know. I don't think they'd, maybe they would. Maybe, they, maybe Josh Bell could technically be traded. You don't know who they could get rid of, but some of the guys that are, that are low on contract, they're probably going to, probably going to get, might look to sell. It makes a, it makes a lot of sense. Uh, Brady, do you have anything? Yeah, just for the series, um, you know, obviously the Nats haven't been playing to what their expectations have been. And the Rays have been kind of overplaying what a lot of people thought they would, you know, be at right now. What do you think that the keys are for the Nats to actually go in here and win some games? Yeah, I mean, to win to win games on, on Tuesday and Wednesday, the Nats need an offense to look like it did on Sunday, and they need their pitching to look like it didn't look on Sunday. Uh, they, they need to they need to figure out like a way to make both like actually happen at the same time. Where you know a good good outing from John Lester, maybe he, he can kind of skip over the middle relievers. Uh, if he can kind of skip straight to, I almost said Tanner Rainey, but but he has been pretty inconsistent. If they, if he could skip to Daniel Hudson, Brad Hand, I mean that's a huge boost to the Nationals' chances. Uh, which he probably won't get that long, but you could you could get you know. A mixture of you know Wander Suero or you know whomever it might be out of the pen. If Lester can go like five or six, it'd be phenomenal for for the Nationals. Um, and then hitting, I mean, is 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 a big thing where like it just it so frequently seems like the Nationals have these opportunities with with runners on base that they they, they know how to get you know they know how to get on base, but it's just the matter of kind of getting these guys home. And you know it's it, it's it's a thing that it, it, every single game it's, it's different. But yeah, if if they look like they have throughout the season, uh, they're gonna have trouble probably against Glasnow, uh, even getting guys on base, but getting them home especially. And I don't know, like, I want to ask you probably about, like, Shane McClanahan. I think he's Wednesday starter. Yeah. He's kind of an interesting rookie uh, to me. But mm-hmm. it, it really comes down to, like, if, if the Nats can be timely with their hitting, that'd be great. And if they can skip over some of the bullpen, if their starters can go long uh, and skip the middle middle, reliever, middle relievers, that, that, would, that would be pretty big. Yeah, um, um, McClanahan's a stud, I will say that. I mean, any – any guy who can throw 101 with tail and then and then come back with a slider like he does and, and the off-speed pitches that he does. I know that he's still working out his pitches, but I mean, Jesus. He, McClanahan so to me, to me, I think of him as like glass now right before he like really transitioned. You know, he's like super power arm. Um, I think he's got more of the slider thing going already than the curve, but um, yeah, I don't know. He could be really good. I feel like he hasn't put it all together yet, but I mean, he's brand spanking new. So he's definitely, he's definitely going to be building his repertoire. Yeah. I mean, I I don't expect that till next season, honestly. honestly. I mean, he's, he's started what, like seven games, I think, or something like that. He tunnels his slider into his fastball so well, but sometimes he does just hang that slider. And that's like the only problem. Yeah. And those are the two pitches he almost always throws. I mean, I think last time he went to the change up a little more and had success. Um, so that was good. But also the Rays aren't going to let him go too terribly long because they are big on managing innings for all the starters, really, but especially the young guys. Especially so. with an off day the next day, too. Yeah. 
So we'll see three to they're not going to let him. Yeah, they're not going to let him go probably more than five unless he has not very many pitches at all. It makes a lot of sense. Uh, Andy. That's, oh, wait, sorry. sorry. I was I'm just going to say, like, that's 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 one thing that the Nationals do not have is like these young guys that are coming through. <laughs> you look at the Nats roster. It's like, you know, you're, you're starting Starlin Castro at, at third base. You got Jordy Mercer starting second sometimes. Josh Harrison starting second. You know, it, it, it's a it's an aging squad. It's kind of yeah. interesting to see it. That's what yeah. you see with those uh, ex-World Series champions. You know, yep. they kind of sell out for a year. And then, like, sometimes they, they can't really bounce back from it. And I think that Nats definitely. Or you're the Dodgers. Or yeah, you can be the Dodgers. (laughs) I mean, still the Astros too. I mean, I know they cheated and everything, but they still kept the same team together. They still have the same team together basically four years later. Like because they got the young nucleus uh, under them. The the Nats had to kind of like expel a lot of their capital, get some. some That's a good point for the 2019 roster. So that 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 makes a lot of sense. I mean, I'll tell you what. If they are looking to sell, we do have quite a few prospects, and we could use a real number two. Like not that Hill is in a real i mean he's technically the number five right now but anyways we could always use a the nats need a center fielder (laughs) the nats do not need a center fielder victor Victor robles is about the the youngest uh guy on this on the squad right now they could Um, just have they they, they, they could just have robles and kevin we we could ship them we have the prospect capital we don't need to ship anybody decent we don't need to ship anybody on the race we have so yeah, many we could ship a young guy that's actually decent to them that'll probably be really good for them in a few years we'll be like ah, ah. But, you know Shaking. give us next, a scherzer rental just for a few months the next jay cronenworth go. no don't talk to me about cronenworth <laughs> dude it's uh makes me we so didn't mad. have room for him even now like we just don't i mean that's like, he's fine. great but we just don't have room still it makes sense yeah it makes sense it's whatever what's your what's your outlook on the nats for the rest of the season um, I think, I don't know. I think, I think you have to think this team would, would figure it out. Right. Like maybe they don't, maybe, maybe, they, maybe they just never do, but there, there's too many established major leaguers, I think to not make a run to the division. They might not catch up at this point, but I think, you know, you, you have to feel pretty good about, they're not going to be in the, in the basement of it they're going to kind of threaten uh you know toward the top with with a run uh, as the season goes on but again i mean at, at this point what are we 55 57 games into the season whatever we're at and you know this has not looked great and this is kind of the, the 19 and 31 like everyone talks about you know with the 2019 nationals like this is the time they were really turning turning things around and, and the run started uh, and it's not gonna you know happen instantaneously whatever but there haven't been all that many like signs that that turnaround is coming and it needs to come sooner or later because when you're what seven games under 500 or whatever it is uh, you gotta gotta figure it out pretty quickly uh, so we'll see I, I i think playoffs at this point would be a pleasant surprise for for some nationals fans i think i think that would be about the the extent of it but i don't i don't think like the division titles i think pretty much gone for for washington but I don't think i've been wrong i've been wrong quite out of the picture because you know seven yeah they could, back, they could push it's a bad yeah. number but yeah they could definitely push i mean the rays were like at 500 and then they just rip off 11 in a row 11 14 in a row. out of 15 yeah 14 yeah but we have the pitching even when we don't have yeah, the offense true true but yeah who, who do you think wins that division andy do you uh, think the Mets run away with it, or no? No, I, a I, mess. I, I don't see the Marlins. Let's go. <laughs> That'd be amazing. That would that would be phenomenal stuff. I really think I went into the season thinking the Braves were going to be 
be the ones to to run away with this. And I'm surprised, I guess. I guess not that much. I think they've they've had a lot of starting pitching injuries as well. You know, they're a game under 500. But I still I still think the Braves are going to figure this thing out. They're they're a phenomenal Me team. Me too. Um, a lot of great hitting. I don't think Freddie Stick Freeman's going to hit. <laughs> That's bold. I don't. I don't think. Uh, I don't think Freddie Freeman is going to be. You know, as as kind of cold as he's been so far, he's going to figure this thing out. So the Braves are my pick to win it. Then I'll go. I'll go in order. Why not? I'll go with uh, Braves, Phillies, Nationals, Ooh, Mets. Wow! Uh, Ooh, the Mets. Nationals wow. The Mets. The Nets. Wow. The, the Mets, Mets collapse. The Mets. In, in classic Mets. Fashion. Wow. Mets gonna Mets. Yeah, it's, I think they're going to They're, they're going to get a lot of injuries, though. They have to have a lot of injuries. No first, respect though. to yeah, the Marlins. The bottom collapse. feeders do not deserve this sort of disrespect. <sighs> the Marlins yeah. were like a, a game under, I feel like, like, like two weeks ago. And then they lost like nine. I mean, I mean, the four. Orioles were, were not that bad a couple of weeks ago. And then look at them they now. Lost, what, 14 games straight, I think? Yeah, I feel yeah. bad for the Orioles. <laughs> I love the Orioles. <laughs> Man, really that's a take, them. though. The Mets collapsing that hard. I mean, I wouldn't be shocked yeah, because I, they are the Mets. That, that's not a just... bad take, though. Honestly, it's, it's, that's it's a much better take than my yeah. Marlins winning the division take. It's not out of the realm yeah. of possibility. They, they could, no, they could, not. they could win. They could win the division. But I don't like the Phillies finishing so second, though. The Phillies are not good. I'm sorry, they're not a good team. Like, like objectively, swag. I don't so care if they got swag. swag. Kutch has the most swag on the team, and he's batting 200. What you want? Oh, Bryce Harper has plenty of swag. Let's not. Okay, Phillies Phillies okay but he's not Uncle Larry. I think you're, you cite the Phillies being as bad as I, I don't think the Phillies are as bad as maybe you'd like to think they are, but yeah, <laughs> they'll, they'll be fine. I think more honestly, it's, I think it's more the case when I when I went through that order. Now it's just off the top of my head; it could be so wrong. But I think the Braves are are, are great, and I think they're going to figure it out. The Mets, I think, are just going to kind of collapse, so I put them low. The Nationals are going to not collapse as hard as the, the Mets do, and the Phillies are just going to kind of chill in this like medium area, and they just magically finish second. Like they're not going to oh, be so. So it's just. You know, so it's so it's like so it's like a war of attrition thing basically yes so yeah kind of like, like who finishes yeah. at the end yeah yeah sure <laughs> like it, the, the, the marlins are going to be the the bottom feeder unfortunately but yeah we'll see i mean i, I could be so wrong that's the beauty of hot takes so just throw them out there and this is true it's better this is true this is these are why we have podcasts so we can really so we can revisit these things later <laughs> the last thing i wanted to ask was uh you you are wisconsin born and bred uh grew up a brewers fan uh you still follow the brewers pretty closely i know we just talked about this earlier but uh our boy willie adamas is now carrying the brewers to superstardom How, what are your thoughts i mean it's good trade Obviously, it was, it was good on the on the Rays. They didn't need him, they, you know, with, with how many prospects you guys got coming up. But yeah, Damas kind of fits in that that classic Brewers mold where they don't really care if you strike out. They just like dingers and extra base hits and stuff like that, and and questionable defenses like okay. So he's, he, I mean, he's he's going to be great in that in that role, and he has been. I think what the Brewers are just they've kind of gone on a super winning streak since Adamas showed up. I, Forget what it is. Is it like twelve? I think like twelve run, twelve wins in the last fifteen games or something like that. But something like that. now they're tied for the division lead. So yeah, it was a good trade on the Brewers' perspective, keeping things interesting out there. You know, uh, you know, Yelich is is the man always, and you got Corbin Burns and, and Brandon Woodruff. Uh, two that, Cy Young. That candidates. rotation is so. absolutely filthy. It's so underrated. 
it's yeah, Brandon the, funny, Woodruff the funniest is, thing is that the funniest thing is that it is and it's like you look at look at Burns and, and Woodruff and it's like what the hell they should be you know on, they should be in the forefront of every single graphic or whatever on social media about these amazing pitchers and you don't really see all that much about them unless you're follow the Brewers kind of like I do so but yeah that's the thing about being a small market team is that you don't and you guys know exactly what I mean but you know maybe you don't get all the attention that that uh, Trevor Bauer does in, in LA with the one eye shut I also like the other as soon as he goes to the Brewers he has his away uh game stats at just all the time now like, that's, Willie. like road Willie has now Willie been activated yeah. has been like activated to just <laughs> permanently yeah the nth degree uh, on the other side of that trade what what should Rays fans kind of expect out of JP and Drew out of the bullpen I mean, we were fire hydrant. Fire hydrant. He's crazy. <laughs> I know yeah. he's kind of seen JP at like four times, I think. But yeah, yeah, I think. What well, didn't he give like a grand slam up on his first appearance or something? Like no, was, no, that, was, was a game time. He did good his first from, time. Uh, Benintendi, right? Yeah, yeah, against the Royals. Remember, yeah. like it was not a great, not a great first impression. But yeah, but yeah, but they won the game, so it was fine. Yeah, no, it's <laughs> fine. But yeah, I mean, I always feel like even if even if like players don't do that great with the team they're with, if the Rays trade for them, it's almost like a. Uh-oh. Like what? What did what did you miss? Yeah, it's like that's always how I feel. So, like you know, maybe magically they're just gonna they're gonna figure it out. But no, they're 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 fine. They're they're not like they're not gonna be phenomenal flamethrower. They're they're not getting like Kenley Jansen's like circa 2015 out of the bullpen here. But you're getting reliable relievers, and I don't think you can overstate how important reliable relievers are. Uh, That the Nationals know all about that in in 2018 and uh, 2019 a little bit, I guess. Actually, a lot of bit in 2019. So, yeah, you're, you're getting good guys. And for the Brewers, though, I really don't think that they mind that. Like, they're not really going to mm-hmm. miss those guys. It was it was a good trade. Both, on both, ends, both teams sure. were like, yeah, totally good with that. But yeah, it wouldn't it wouldn't shock me if those guys turned into the next uh, Josh Hader or something. Because the Rays well, just seem to kind of know. Anderson. Yeah, I can they, use they it. know stuff. Well, I mean, JP, he's kind of been like basically the closer since he's been uh, here yeah he's yeah, yeah. jp's look sharp and and uh who is it Russ muson has looked he, he's, he's, he's been triple a yeah i was gonna say yeah he's in durham yeah but i mean jp i've been super impressed he stepped into like a pretty solid bullpen he's been one of the highest leverage guys in there just right out of the gate so yeah. i don't know he's taking yeah, some for... innings away from pete though i don't, I don't... he is and diego <laughs> diego's been sitting for a while yeah, forgive me if I don't watch. Uh, don't watch every every Rays game out here. So, <laughs> oh, no, it's fine. You're good. Not You're many good. people do. Uh, You're good as long as you know Brandon Lau. That's the only thing that matters. Uh, yep. The, the Maryland baseball connection. Hell that's, yeah, uh, that's that's the only connection that matters. Not yeah. not not really, but it's okay. <laughs> we make it through. All right. Well, Andy, thank you so much for taking the time to come on. Uh, where can people find your work at on social media and at the Washington Times? Yeah, I don't know if you want to find my work. I don't know if that if it's if that great. But, uh, <laughs> oh you God! Can, you can follow me on uh, on Twitter at uh, at afkostka uh, afkuska. Uh, you can look at the Washington Times dot com slash sports. Also, is uh, is where you can find uh, my writing. Andy, thank you so much for taking the time to come on. We really appreciate it. Uh, best of luck uh, with covering the Nats the rest of the season. Hopefully, Willie keeps doing great things for the Brewers. So thanks again for coming on. And for everyone listening, uh, uh, stay tuned. We're going to finish things up on this newest episode of Race to Roof. Thanks for having me, guys. All right. Welcome back, everyone. Uh, we are going to be finishing up things on this newest episode of Raise the Roof. Thanks again to Andy for coming on. Uh, he was he was great. If you guys don't follow him on social media, don't listen to what he said. He's actually a really, really good journalist and he puts out a lot of great stuff. So definitely make sure to follow him. Follow us up with the Washington Times. But we do have some keys. 
to the series, this, this two-game series that we have to talk about. So uh, whoever wants to start, what are your keys to this series, if you have any? Bueller. Oh, who, who wants to I go? I guess I'll <laughs> Come on, man. we gotta get an order going. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is bad. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm just distracted there. You know, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta keep up the the hitting. Really, um, I want a Rosarena to wake up. Yeah, Rosarena hasn't been the last two series. I think has it been juicing all that well. I want to really see not. him really. Uh, I want, I want him to like make his case for like uh, rookie of the year in these last like two weeks of the All Star before the all-star break or however many weeks when is it When's oh we got a couple more than two i was yeah, gonna say like, we got like, like mid-july right yeah, yeah. mid-july okay it's usually around my birthday so it's like mid-july yeah um yeah i want to see a rosarina really pick it up um i want to see uh glass now get some run support and that's really my that's my keys and it's such a short series like you win i just want them to win at least one of the games so glass now and i'm even who's pitching on the second game Shane. Clanahan. Oh, Clanahan. Sugar okay. Shane. Sugar Shane. Of the of the super regional bound University of the South, South Florida, Florida Bulls. Bulls. Go Bulls. <laughs> um, yeah. I love McClanahan. You know, he always he always does pretty good. You know, sometimes he he'll, he'll hang it and blow blow some home runs, but you know, it'll, it's fine. He's good. <laughs> I love him. He got to sacrifice it for the culture. All right, who's up next? Take it, Evan. All right. Well, the <laughs> the Nationals lineup, I, I understand where Andy is coming from and saying that they do have a hard time kind of scoring runs sometimes. But, I mean, their first four is pretty good. I mean, Trey Turner, Juan Soto, Josh Bell, and Kyle Schwarber. It's a little it's a little old other than, like, Soto and Trey Turner. Soto's really young. Trey Turner's kind of on the younger side. But then the bottom half of the lineup is just not too good. And I kind of look for – and hope that Joey Wendell kind of gets back on track. He's he's been slumping for probably the last, yeah. I would say, probably a week and a half to two weeks. So get him back to like a two ninety hitter, three hit, three hundred hitter. And I mean, I expect, like I said, for the Rangers, I I mean, we are the better team than the Nationals. Like we should win both these games, but and we've we've been knock on wood, been doing very well against the NL East. I think we're seven and one. We beat the. Marlins twice, the Mets three times, and the Phillies twice. So, um, yep. If we, hopefully, we can continue that like success against that division um, in this during this week. And like we should, like I've said, we should sweep them. But I would not be surprised if we split. I agree. What you got? Yeah. So if we're all gonna pick players that we want to get hot, oh, I'm gonna don't, don't pick them. I'm not yeah. picking yours. Yay. <laughs> I'm taking my guy, Mikey Brasso. He's oh, he did well. That's a good one. He did well in the Rangers series. He kind of got he got some hits. He got a little more back on track. So I'd like to see him really, you know, keep that going, amp it up a little bit. Because right now he's playing for his roster spot, quite frankly. So and I want him on my roster because I adore him. And yeah, so Mikey Brasso, get it going. Um, you know. Uh, this is gonna sound bad, but I I I plan on going to at least one of these games, maybe both. I'm not sure. We'll see. But I kind of want to see Juan Soto hit a home run. I'm not gonna lie. So there's yeah, nothing true, bad true. about that. Juan Soto's goaded. We love Juan Soto. I mean, the personality. Yeah. Just... Not against Glass now, though. Sorry, Shane. Yeah. But sorry, Shane. Might it can be a reliever. How about Diego? Jeffrey Springs. Jeffrey Wait, Springs. Diego, it's probably the ninth inning. I don't like that. 
right, no, we get Hunter no, Strickland Jeff back. Diego back. hasn't been getting the ninth inning lately. All right, and I we think get Hunter Strickland back. Fire Hydrant. Throw him back. JP Fire Hydrant. Strickland sticking back in. He's going. He's going in there just for one soda. Home. Wait, can we bring up David Hess just for one soda? Bring up, bring Ooh. up the Hess Express. <laughs> Hess Express, baby. Just give um, it a free home run. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's I don't so know. Mean. Like Andy was saying, um, Soto's starting to get hot. So try and not let him get too hot against us. Because like he said, I mean, I've heard he's been the second coming of Mike Trout. And I would just prefer not to see that at the Trout. So, I mean, I want to see it, but not like all of it. Just a little bit of it. One hit, one home run. That's it. Yeah, just yeah. have so, a hit like so a deep run. fly to left that's field. That's your limit. One. Yeah, just one, one. Just one. But that's the only game actually is the solo home run. Yeah, I'm fine yeah. with that. I'll, I'll, I'll take it as long we as win, the like, Rays. We win three to one. I'm oh, yeah, I'm fine with that. Yeah. I, I was going to say if it's 1-0, then. Mm-mm. Yeah. Other than that, run support for Glass and Shane. And then the only other thing is no injuries. That's a good one. Hey, my Kevin, key. stay safe out there. That's yeah, you, Kevin, Kevin needs to stay knows. safe. Uh, mine should be returning this week, right? Yeah, Kevin he's well, well, he was no? on the IR, I think he's on the 10 to 15 day. Uh, G Man, uh, didn't back. they say they weren't sure if he needed a longer stay than that? I thought there was like not a time. Case. I thought they, they were being wrong. precautious oh. about it and they were going to bring him up after the after whatever it was because they think that yeah. he's fine. Maybe I have no idea. Regardless, probably look into that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we should. Regardless, uh, my player is. My boy Bilal, who is playing the team in terms of where he was born, which is coming. which is the closest geographical <laughs> location to his birthplace, Brandon Lau. Of that, of course, being the Nationals. Newport News. Yeah, Newport News, Virginia. So, like, yo, Brandon, wake up, buddy, please. Homecoming, buddy. Home hey, please. Remember what he did last year against the Nats? We lost the game, but didn't he hit a game tying home run in the uh, ninth inning? I think it was against Remember the that? Blue Jays. Maybe, maybe I'm mistaken. He probably it did it more than once. He was an MVP candidate. Baby. And obviously all that all that you guys said previously about this series. Uh, but, yeah, uh, hopefully it'll be a good series. The Rays just need to keep doing what they've been doing. Keep on keeping on. Any news around baseball? Obviously, uh, uh, Wagon is doing fantastic. I think – I know that I said Trey Mancini, dark horse candidate for MVP. I love me some Trey Mancini. But, my goodness, Vladdy. He is staking a claim right now in the AL. Claim to the throne. Yeah. I want Mancini on the race so badly. I do want that. I said that. I think I've said that. I for want like that. I want that more than years, Gallo, dude. I, okay. Mancini I don't be, want Gallo at all. Yeah, I don't want Gallo at all either. Mancini is just. I mean, Mancini's like. I mean, I don't know how old he is, but he's kind of a younger version of Nelson Cruz, who we've I feel like been in co- like top conversations to get for a long time. But have Mancini's, we? Yeah, Mancini's twenty nine. I don't want Nelson I mean, Cruz we, we, we I'll were, take we were in the, Yeah, we were in the conversation to get Nelson Cruz when he was a free agent before he – like the, the first time that he signed with the team. I would be fine with Mancini, honestly, out of those three. I don't I think we're getting Mancini, but – I mean, I mean yeah, you should yeah, trade no. him, though. No, they no, – the They O's need someone good... to build around, though. Like, they need a better. But they could get so much – this is, like, the best time for him to sell him because once, they could get so Once much Adley comes up, and obviously now they have Grayson Rodriguez, who's a top pitching prospect in baseball, like – they're they're fine. Unless, Adley's gonna come I, up. I would call it fine. You can't expect Adley to just save the franchise by. Himself. Yes, you can. Adley's God. Okay. okay. <laughs> he only plays one in four five games though. 
Like he, he said he's Dude. a pitcher, right? No, I was talking. No, oh, Adley's Adley the catcher. catcher. Oh, I thought you said no. I, you, I wasn't talking about him. I was no, about no, no. Grayson Rodriguez. No, I was talking about Adley being the savior, not Grayson Rodriguez. Oh, gotcha. I do love Adley though. He's so good. This isn't basketball. Right, One next player year. can't completely fix it. Next I mean, year we yeah, trade for Mancini because cool. he's a he's an unrestricted free agent in 2023. So what if we trade for Adley? Hot take. I, I mean, <laughs> I'd rather have uh, big old Mike Zanino back. Yeah, easy. We have the number one and two prospects in baseball. Oh, yeah. And then we could go get Julio uh, Julio Rodriguez from the uh, from the Mariners. Just get the whole just get just get the whole top ten. Yeah. (laughs) Every every prospect should be on the race. Just give away our whole team and get the top nine and just feel like nine. I like your thinking there. there. You're thinking smarter, not harder. Um, I mean that's that's almost as what we do all anyways pretty yeah, much. That's true. Did you think. guys see we had another shortstop enter the top? Yeah, it's the um uh, the guy that they got in the international signing pool. I think right one of the guys. Yeah, in the I'll way. see what Matt. Another shortstop. One of that, one of the was one of the seven thousand shortstops. Yeah, that was one of the that was when that was where the meme comes from when we just. So many short goddamn stop short. Available. Why does trade away team... like eight shortstops for Trey Mancini? Just give them all. Just other other than <laughs> right. the obvious. Just get like a shortstop for like for like every minor league level. Just be like, oh yeah, <laughs> okay. this guy can slide in here. This guy can slide like, in here. Take this guy his, too. Like, his name is oh, Carlos man, waited... Colmenares. Yes, Carlos. How old is, how, hey, is we he? We could have waited to trade um, Adamas to the Orioles. Honestly, they should have done that. Adamas to the Orioles to get Mancini. <laughs> Adamas and like. And Trevor Richard. No, they would have to get like three more pieces. They would. That was for the Rays. Oh, wait, hold on. This kid is 17 years old. He's 17. Oh, God. This Carlos Colmenares kid that just entered oh, get the top ready. 100 Jason prospects. Dominguez. Jason Dominguez part two. Woo-hoo. We literally oh, signed man. him in January of this year. Yep. So he's get killing it already. I mean, Shout that's out. great. Wander Franco, this is your replacement. I don't Whoa. like how I'm four years older than that guy. Boy, that's hot. weird. Yeah, that's weird. I don't like how I'm older than Juan Soto. I don't like how I'm older than Zion Williamson. That is just not right. Yeah, that's that weird. doesn't make any sense. Have y'all noticed how much like Breedus trashes um, Wander Franco? <laughs> She's not. She doesn't want him to see. My God, if you want to trade him. <laughs> Listen, there is some truth to that. I won't say I'm not excited for him. I'm just so afraid that he's not going to be what we think he's going to be. It's okay because they got like 50 other guys. (laughs) They've got 40 shortstops. If he doesn't work out, we just pluck up the next one. Like what you said. Like what you said, Bree. You you, you said it perfectly. It's his replacement. Yo, 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 Bree's the hitman, actually, or the the hit woman. No, I would never touch a hair on Wander Franco's head, I promise. That's not what I'm hearing. That's... Oh, no. I'm at, I'm at Evans' ears on the ground, down and down. (laughs) Confirmed. Um, Wait, wait, did Shohei hit a home run recently? I feel like he hit a home run Probably. Yeah. I don't know. Shohei's goaded. Tatis is goaded. For a while. Um, no, no, he was at 16. I think he just got the 16 recently. Okay, okay. Um, can, oh, Tony Larusa tried to try to pull off the uh, how you uh, how do you do fellow kids meme when he wore <laughs> the, the south, south side. side. The south, south side jerseys were so awesome. Yeah, I'm gonna get awesome. one of those. Even Tom, I didn't like them. Tom, oh, Tommy looks. I, I, I think that they look like the Tommy bandy jerseys, like a, and I think they look so good. Tommy looked like an absolute stud in that jersey. It, it, I'm not gonna lie. 
Shy not gonna lie. Yeah, I mean, no, he should definitely be fired. But like, maybe, maybe that's a sign of him assimilating with the younger crowd. <laughs> I saw him today in a manager of the year thing. No, no, no. That's just because the mentioned... White Sox have been like. Yeah, really yeah, but that's not because of him. Yeah, no, there's nothing to do with him. <laughs> like the Red Sox swept. So we're only the Yankees first place though. By half and that game. terrible call. Probably one oh. of the worst. That call was a tro- and like That's- when and and when Matt Vasgersian called it, he was like, "Oh my goodness, they gave yeah. it to him." <laughs> I've never seen an, an announcer like kind of show that much, like kind of surprised to a call. I don't think ever, and especially in baseball, like there's some bad calls in That's, baseball. That's I mean, that why Matty V's the best. That was a very atrocious call. That was a bad call. That was like a foot outside the zone. Oh, Jeff Passan was-, was livid. <laughs> yeah. Uh, then, I almost uh, then feel the, bad for the Yankees. Like watching that game. I, I don't. Like, yeah. Man. I mean, the one series I was I going know. for the Yankees, they get swept. I was like, what? Come on, man. Yeah. I, I don't know. I wasn't really going for them, but then I watched that game and I was like. So, like, man. are the Red Sox for real? <laughs> I think they're going to. Their schedule has been so easy. Yeah, they not that they're anybody. not a good team. I think they'll hang around, but. I don't. And the Rays have had one of the toughest schedules. And I mean, that was the most their, wins exactly. of any. That was their first time playing New York, and we've only played them one time. So yeah, exactly. They've they haven't played. I think they played the O's at least two times too. And the so. Rays did not look good. And, and I mean, they should have won the uh, the extra inning game, but they did Thanks. not look good playing the Red Sox well, that series. Yeah. The one thing about the Red Sox, though, like obviously they've played well this far, but they have Chris Sale coming back, so that could be a good thing. It could be a bad thing. It could be a non-issue. I mean, I don't know. It's just their bullpen. I don't understand how their bullpen was so bad last year. Well, they got Adam Adovino, among other guys, and Adam Adovino is really good. Adovino's not but, even the one that's stepped up, though. But Matt I don't Barnes think, I don't think like to the best that closer extent. Baseball right now, not to that Chapman. extent, though. I mean, they're like 13 game. They're in a, like a 13 game swing, yeah. excluding today's game um, from last year. And I didn't think they upgraded their bullpen to that much of an extent, no, but I guess they did. But. Maybe they just figured it out. And their lineup is ridiculous too. Hunter Renfro yeah. is 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 a is a good player now. Yeah. The hell was that? <laughs> Xander Bogarts might be the most underrated player. I think He's, I've ever no, seen. Oh, Devers is more underrated Devers, than Bogarts. Devers. Not gonna yeah. lie. So? Oh, definitely. Because I think that people talk about Xander way more than I talk. Like, I think people forgot that Rafael Devers was a player until this year. And they're like, oh yeah, look, he's like up. At like the top of the leaderboards for most of the categories. I think like most people know Xander because he's an amazing fielder. Don't they hit back to back? Yeah, Xander hits third and Devers hits cleanup. I and think. then obviously JD's just been stupid this year. Oh wait, no, yeah, JD hits that, cleanup. The, the, Devers hits five, I think. No way. Is that the three? Oh my god, that's an insane I think, three four cause, five. Because um Sheesh. whoever their left fielder is, uh I don't know what it is. I forget his name. Holy crap. Who Hunter Renfro? <laughs> no left field, the left fielder. Um, uh, not, not, a Roy. not not Andrew Benintendi because yeah. he's on the Royals. Oh, Alex Verdugo. Yeah, Verdugo leads yeah. off, and then I don't know who's hit second. Oh my but... god, they've so. Why are they so good? <laughs> they are gonna. I am very interested to see what happens during the Astros series. I think that'll kind of gauge us. Can like the Astros sweep them, please? I don't think the Astros will sweep, but I think the Astros could win the series we already mentioned that we're number one in the mlb power rankings and that they finally oh. paid us some respect thanks, thanks man fred thanks man fred 
Thanks, Rob. I'm sure he wrote this. Time. Yeah, I, I don't think Manfred. I swear, did, did Bob come up with those rankings? Listening. I swear to God, if Bob came up with those rankings, I'm going to find where he lives. Bob. Jesus. Common, There's no way they give that much responsibility, Bob. Common boob moment. I mean, he doesn't even work for MLB. He works for USA Today. Well, yeah, then he definitely didn't write those. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Man. Yeah. Uh, all, right, all right. We got anything else? I think this can be like a two-hour podcast. No, yeah. it's not. I'm gonna cut it down. We've more. been on here for two hours. <laughs> we haven't been on here. We'll be fine. All right. Well, I think I think we're gonna wrap. Leave my my ankles hurt. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. The chains won't get off. The I, hitman's I on his way here, Gibby. <laughs> don't worry. <laughs> I'll have the turntables. The hitman's actually going after Alex. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think with that being said, I think we're gonna end this. Thank you all so much for taking the time to listen to this podcast. Like I said before, uh, to follow us, uh, social media, raise the roof TV. Follow me on Twitter, Condor Gibby. Yeah, there follow Gibby. Yeah. Still <laughs> um, website, raise the roof TV.com. Email account, raise the roof TV at gmail.com. Podcasts is Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Uh, make sure to subscribe, share, leave us a review, all that good stuff. Uh, so, from all of us, Thanks so much for listening, and as always, raise up. Raise up, baby. Raise up.